Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The following is a Hoop Bowl presentation. It is the box score breakdown for this Wednesday, the 23rd of December, 2020. I am your host, Scotty. You can find me on Twitter at the Harlander 23 where the into, well, day two of the season, and it's already turned to the proverbial poo house. Uh, unfortunately, we've already got a game postponed. That's a little bit crazy, but we'll get to that very, very soon. Mr. Jay's away. I'll introduce my new guest in just a second. But as I said, we are the box score breakdown presented by Hoop Ball. And Hoop Ball are that good. They've got a thing called the Fantasy Pass for premium subscribers. And draft season is over. And you Bruce Kidd 150 away to a hell of a team. But the season's only just begun. The Fantasy Pass is still the best deal in the industry at just $4.99 a month. And now that we're into the regular season, there is zero commitment. Sign up for one month just for 5 bucks. If you don't like it, you can cancel. We all know you'll love it. But as always, it's nice to have that option. The Fantasy Pass has everything you'll need to dominate all year. Updating predictions, uh, new uh, fantasy appraisal tools, uh, schedule and streaming charts, pickups, drops, and our newest and coolest feature, the Hoopball Discord server. Now, Mr. J, he's not letting me on that server right now, but you can go and speak to him. He'll help you out along with a few other people uh, where you can hang out with all of the Hoopball pros around the clock, get one-on-one help with your team. So please do check it out. Head to Hoop dashball.com click on the fantasy pass ad just below the media wall and speaking of uh the premium stuff fantasy pass and the like our guest today it's an all aussie show his twitter says assistant managing editor of hoopball fantasy a lover of vegemite a craft beer aficionado a west tigers tragic i would assume that's the Bowmain tiger side for those nrl fans out here uh, out there and he might draft Brandon Clark, Adam King. You can find him on Twitter at AdamKing91. Kingy, hello, mate. Hello, how are you? I'm good. Good, good. Big day. Yeah. Big uh, day. Very big day, yeah. I had to. I went into work for a little while this morning but managed to, to skip out of there a bit early so I was able to watch a few of the games. But I hate days like this because it's really hard to know which game to watch. You just <laughs> find myself flicking every five minutes between games. So it's it's tricky. So let's start off then with probably the big news story of the day, the fact that OKC in Houston postponed. Harden's, you know, was he in the strip club in the last couple of days? Wasn't he's throwing things up in the air? A few guys decided to go and get a private haircut and that's not turned out too well. What's going to happen moving forward? What do you think might happen moving forward? Well, I hope it's not much. Um, I think given given they were fairly close to actually going ahead with the game, it, it was it was just because they couldn't field 
eight players. Um, I'm, I'm hoping, fingers crossed, that it doesn't turn into anything too big and, and the Rockets are, and, um, are able to get out there for their next game. Um, because if, yeah, I mean, look, if, if this sort of escalates quickly, it's, it's going to it's gonna make put everyone on edge and, and make it um, tricky to juggle moving forward. So fingers crossed um, it's all okay and it, it's sort of a, a short-term thing and we're back to normal um, as of, well, there's no games tomorrow, but as of the next day. So I guess the first question I'd ask you with all of that in mind is, what would you do with James Harden? Would you try and buy low right now with a panicked owner or would you sell, sell, sell? Uh, I wouldn't be selling. Um, I have him in, in a couple of teams. I had to quickly pull him out of my lineups this morning. Um, yeah, look, there, there are probably going to be some people who are a little bit scared. So if if you're sort of on the hunt for some Harden, um, then throw out someone like like uh, Damian Lillard or Nikola Jokic had a really good game today. So um, throw him out in a trade and, and just see if they bite. You don't know unless you try. All right, so let's we're here for the box scores, so let's get straight into the box scores with the first game of the day, Charlotte and the Cavs. The Cavs getting up on that one, which surprised me a little, 114 to 121. Let's start with uh, Charlotte and Scary Terry. I gave him the motivation he needed to really tee off. Uh, 37 minutes, 42 points. Three rebounds, two assists, two steals, and a block shot. 15 from 23 at 65% from the floor. 10 threes out of 16 at 62%. And two from four from the foul line. Scary Terry, mate. He did pretty bloody well. He did. He did. Look, I think um, this is probably peak Terry. So if I, if, if I had him on my roster, which I don't have him in any of my teams, I'd be looking to offload um, straight away because this is probably as good as it gets, I would think. Um, yeah, look, I mean, obviously people were down on him a little bit coming into the year, but um, he, he showed here that, that he's probably still going to be the, the second second or third option um, on offense. And tonight he obviously had the hot hand, so they went to him a little bit more. Um, but, yeah, look, it was, it was good... Um, Really good effort from him and somewhat overshadowed um, a strong game by, by Gordon Haywood as well in his first game for the Hornets. And speaking of Gordon Haywood, the finger must have been okay. 36 minutes, 28 points, four rebounds, seven assists, one steal, 11 from 18 from the floor at 61%, four from eight from three, and two from two from the foul line. Do we expect improvement or is this standard Gordon Haywood? I think this is probably probably around what we can we can look at. I, I don't know if he'll get twenty eight points every night, but but I would think he'd be looking at low to mid twenties. And and the assists are, are interesting there. The fact that he he got seven assists. I mean, he, he's always been a good facilitator, but but perhaps he's going to get a little. He's going to have his hands on the ball a bit more here in in Charlotte. So um, no, look, I'd be I'd be looking at these sorts of numbers. He, he's not going to shoot sixty one percent. Um, every game, but but he he's never been a particularly inefficient shooter. Um, so I think I mean I think in drafts he was sort of going top top fifty, top forty, and and I don't see any reason that, that he'll fall outside of, of that range this season. And Bismack Biombo was uh, an interesting one. Twenty four minutes, eleven points, four rebounds, one block. 
100% from the floor, five from five. I only shot one from five from the foul line, though. Uh, what would you be doing with Biombo? Yeah, look, I, I threw him on here to, to talk about just because Cody Zeller broke his hand in the game. So um, they haven't sort of announced a specific time frame on that, but but I would think it's going to be sort of 10 to 15 games at least that he misses. They don't really have a lot of depth there at centre. I know they're going to run PJ Washington as a sort of a small ball option, but I think Biombo, I mean, you can see today he sort of had minutes in the mid-20s. His ceiling's not that high, but if you're looking just for some rebounds and blocks and, and a guy that, that doesn't miss many shots from the from the floor, he might be worth a look in um, sort of right at the, the back end of standard leagues there and definitely in deeper leagues. A couple of other guys to talk about. Uh, DVG, Devontae Graham, 37 minutes, a double-double, 10 points, three rebounds, 10 assists. Four from 13 at 30% from the floor is pretty ordinary, along with that two from nine from deep at 22%. Didn't get to the foul line either. Uh, interesting one to watch and whether or not they move towards him rather than Scary Terry. Uh, also, PJ Washington, as Kingy said, might end up doing some more stuff at the centre position when they go small ball. 21 minutes, four points, two rebounds, Two assists, one block, only shot 20% from the floor, missed his only deep shot, and two from the foul line. And everyone wants to know about Mello. Well, he stunk today. Let's put it that way. He played yeah. 15 minutes and got no points, one rebound, three assists. He did get two steals, though. Missed he missed two from uh, three shots from deep and missed all five of his shots uh, on the floor. Mello, what would you be doing? Are you disappointed or hanging tight? Oh, look, I mean, it's it's disappointing, but um, we've seen his brother and what he does, and so the poor shooting is not a surprise. Um, but I, I think, he'll, I mean, he'll be a lot better than this, obviously. So I think with, with him and, and probably with PJ Washington as well, if, if there's some managers in your league who are a little bit hasty and, and overreact to first game um, production, um, I'd just keep an eye on the waiver wires and just see if, if PJ Washington or Lamelo hit the waivers because they'd be worth picking up uh, pretty quickly. And and I think, I mean, you when you you break down sort of the, the points um, and how it was spread across the players there, you probably take 20 to 24 points off of, off of Rosier. Um, and spread them across Devontae Graham and PJ Washington and LaMelo Balls. So. And uh, Cleveland, they were on the other side of this game. The winning side, Sexton Garland was a bit of an interesting thing. Colin Sexton uh, started at shooting guard, 37 minutes, 27 points, two rebounds, five assists. Uh, shot 56% from the floor, 75% from deep, so three from four, and made six from nine from the foul line. Compare that to Darius Garland, who started a point guard, 32 minutes, 22 points, six rebounds, six assists, one steal, uh, seven from 13 from the floor, four from eight from deep, and four from four from the foul line. How do you see that balancing out or, or falling out even throughout the season? Uh, look, I'm pretty high on Sexton, um, as high as anyone that I've um, sort of come across. So um, I've got him in quite a few teams, and this is, this is why. I mean, he's it's basically his team now, and I think um, he's, he's sort of option A um, on the offensive end. He's generally pretty efficient for a point guard. Um, doesn't get a lot of steals, which is, which is not great um, but I mean you'd be hoping for more than zero you'd be hoping for at least one 
Um, but the five assists are nice. Um, he, his passing game has always been sort of a little bit questionable. And the same with Garland there, who got six assists. Um, I think if you can get sort of at least four or five assists out of each of them um, per game, then then that's a win because that's that's sort of something that we, we haven't seen from them um, previously. So, no, look, I think both of them um, are worth having in a, in a standard league. And, and Sexton was more than likely drafted in, in basically every league. Uh, but I have seen Garland on the waivers in a few leagues. So if he's there and you need to... Some guard production, he's probably worth uh, snagging before someone else in your league gets on him. And Larry Nance Jr., 33 minutes, 13 points, three rebound, uh, 13 rebounds in a double-double, eight assists, three steals and two blocks. He filled up every stat box just about today, uh, including five from nine from the floor, one from one from deep and two from two from the three-throw line. Larry Nance Jr., Kingy, he did okay. He did. He, look, he did. He's always been sort of one of those guys that, that everyone in fantasy is high on and it, it just comes down to playing time. And, and today he got that playing time and it showed us what he can do. Um, the eight assists, as with, with Sexton and Garland there, eight assists is really interesting. Um, sort of teasing a triple-double there, which is something you wouldn't have considered 12 months ago, two years ago from Nance. So, um yeah, look, he was he was great. Um, he he, I again, I have seen him on waivers. So if he's there, go and get him. But just keep in mind that Kevin Love uh, was out for this game um, and will probably be back next game. I think so. Um, how that sort of impacts his his role exactly, I don't know. Um, whether he sort of moves to the bench or whether. I'm not sure, but I don't see him getting 34 minutes every game. Um, but if he's in the mid to high 20s, then um, he's a no-brainer as sort of a top top 80, top 70 player. And Andre Drummond, 27 minutes with another double-double, 14 points, 14 rebounds, four assists, one steal, shot seven from 18 from the floor in a 38%, missed his only shot from deep and... Didn't get to the foul line at all. And also, Isaac Okoro, he's another one. The rookie, 33 minutes as well for him. 11 points, three rebounds, five assists. Shot 80% in uh, four from five from the floor and uh, one from two from deep and got his only two from the foul line. And all the Aussies, Thon, Delhi. Dante, they all sat on the bench and did nada. So that would be interesting to see what happens uh, moving forward with those guys as well. Game two, New York Knicks, uh, Indiana Pacers. Pacers getting up there 121 to 107. Let's start with the Knicks and in particular a man who, shout out to Stephen, the Tottenham fan from South Australia who said, Here's a red-hot tip for you. Uh, RJ Barrett showing up tonight. Well, yes, okay. And then uh, Josh Lloyd, fantasy analyst himself, come out and said, sell high. You'll never see this again. With RJ Barrett, 34 minutes, 26 points, eight rebounds, five assists, 11 from 15 at 73% from the floor, three from three from deep, and one from two from the foul line. RJ Barrett, Kingy, would you hold on to him? Would you try and sell him now with the value probably at peak? Uh, yeah, I'd be trying to sell. Um, as as sounds like a Josh thing to say, I know what his, his thoughts on RJ Barrett are. Um, and, yeah, I mean, I yeah, this is probably about as good as it gets. Um, no defence 
uh, which is sort of what we've come to expect. The five assists um, are nice, um, but yeah, look, the, the 26 points um, is really good, but 73% shooting, that's not happening again. Um, and, and the free throws, he, that's been another sort of area of concern. Um, he only attempted two in this game, but um, no, look, if, if you've got him, um, yeah, see if, see if anyone's interested because I think this is this is sort of peak Barrett. And Mitch Robinson got 21 minutes, only 3.6 rebounds, but three blocks, 50% from the floor and one from two from the foul line. Pair that with... Nuland's Noel, who nine minutes, two points, three rebounds, one assist, one steal, one block, 50% from the floor as well. How's that centre pairing going to shake out? Do you think maybe Noel would be a buy low, as Dan tweeted earlier? Yeah, I think so. Um, it looks, I mean, we, we sort of thought Noel was going to start based on what we'd seen in the preseason, but um, Robinson starting would have kept all his managers um, pretty happy. Uh, Noel, I think, missed the last two games of the preseason because of injury. So the nine minutes here is not completely surprising if they're going to sort of just ease him back over a couple of games. So I wouldn't be letting go of Noel if you have him. Um, and, yeah, if, if, if someone is, uh, he could be another player that's dropped uh, to waivers. So just keep an eye out um, and see what happens. And, and and yeah, look, I, I would I would hold on to him. I mean, you can see there in only nine minutes, he, he did a little bit of everything. So you double that to 18 minutes up to maybe up to 2022, 20, and, and he's sort of a top 100 guy. So yeah, it makes sense. And the Pacers, DeMontis Sabonis. Let's start with my mate Sabona. I love him. He's great. 36 minutes, 32 points, 13 rebounds, five assists, one steal, no block, which I think will be a little bit hit and miss moving forward, but we'd expect at least one a game. Uh, 11 from 18 from the field, two from four from deep, and eight from 12 from the foul line. He certainly got to the line a few times. We'd want that number to improve, wouldn't we? Uh, yeah, we would. Um, I don't think he gets there 12 times again, maybe all season. But um, look, this, I mean, this is what he does. He's a really good player. Uh, he, he doesn't he doesn't offer a lot on the defensive end. And when you've got Miles Turner blocking eight shots, um, there's not many left for him to block. So um, he, he's a, I mean, he's a double-double every night. He's efficient. Um, this is exactly what you're going to get. The 32 points is, is probably on the high side. You'd be looking more around sort of 20 per game. Um, but he is a good passing big man as well, so the five assists are not surprising. Um, he's sort of a, a little bit of a Jokic light, I suppose. And and the three-pointers um, are another interesting sort of wrinkle there. I know, I think I read last year, he only averaged, uh, or he only took three um, three or more three-point attempts all se- like twice all season, two or three times all season, and he attempted four um, in this game. So... That's obviously something they're they're pretty conscious about, and they're trying to stretch the floor a little bit with him. So if he can add that to his game and, and get sort of at least one to one and a half threes a game, then then that sort of only builds on his overall value. And TJ Warren in his first action uh, this year, he didn't play the preseason at all. Uh, he got twenty, almost twenty three minutes, five points, one rebound, one assist, uh, shot two from eight from the floor, which. 
yep, sounds pretty bad. And it probably was, and you'd expect a bit of rust there. He also missed his only two from deep and got one from one from the foul line. Kingy, some thoughts on TJ Warren? Um, I'm not panicking again with him. Um, he's had plantar fasciitis, which is a tricky injury to, to come back from and to manage. So um, while I'm not dropping him, I'm probably just monitoring things to see whether this is a, an ongoing issue for him because it is something that can linger. Um, and again, like a, sort of a few players that we've mentioned, he could be one that um, someone who has him on their team might sort of think, oh, he, he's done, he's not going to... He's not going to live up to sort of expectations. They might um, be prepared to offload him for for a, sort of a top 100 sort of guy. So, um, yeah, keep an eye out there. But I'm not panicking. I'll, I'll hold him at least for another few games and see how things play out. And a couple of other box scores, 28 minutes for Victor Oladipo, 22 minutes, four rebounds, four assists, one steal, shot 64% from the floor, two from five from deep and two from three from the foul line. Uh, Malcolm Brogdon got almost 35 minutes, 21.7 rebounds, eight assists and two steals, shot eight from 16 at 50% from the floor and two from four from deep and got all of his foul lines. Filled the box up quite nicely, and I think he's a nice value. If you got him, and and he fell, because I saw him falling a little bit later in drafts uh, towards the start of the season. And Miles Turner, as Kingy said, 28 minutes, 10 points, 8 rebounds, 1 assist, 8 blocks. That is ridiculous. To get an almost triple-double with blocks. Holy crap. Uh, nine from, uh, sorry, four from nine, 44% from the floor, missed all of his four attempts from deep. But I think there's some upside there for Miles Turner, and I think he will continue to be pretty good. Before we get into the next one, I just need to pause the show for an announcement. It is a fun one, and it's free stuff. Everybody loves free stuff. And what is it? The Bruce Letter is back. Oh, yes. It is back, baby, and fresh. For the 2021 NBA season, our founder, Aaron Bruski, and if you don't know who he is, you should go back and listen to yesterday's pod. We had him on for opening night. Fantastic stuff. If you're a newbie to NBA fantasy, there's some pretty good red hot tips for you there as well. Uh, He's writing an email newsletter and it's filled with his most intimate fantasy nuggets, exclusive content you can't find anywhere else. It's not on the website. It's not on any podcast. It's not on social media. It's only in the email. You can sign up and get it for free. So go to bit.ly slash bruise letter. That's B-R-E-W-S letter 2021 and sign up in 10 seconds. Again, the site is bit.ly, B-I-T-L-Y slash bruise letter 2021. Aaron Bruski, straight to your inbox. Game number three on this massive slate of games. The Orlando Magic getting up over the Miami Heat, which might surprise some people, 113 to 107. Let's start with the losing side, Miami Heat. And a guy who Mr. J commented on for one particular stat, and that was 35 minutes for Jimmy Butler, 19 points, three rebounds, seven assists, and seven steals. He did pretty well, seven from 15 from the floor, didn't try any from deep and five from five from the foul line. Seven steals. If that's what you've got him for in a cat league, that ain't bad, is it, Kingy? 
No, look, that's good. I think it was a career high for him. So um, he had five at halftime too. So uh, pushing for a a, a double-double there with steals, which is pretty rare. Um, But no, look, that's why you have him. He's not not one of those sort of first, second-round guys that scores a lot of points. You have him for his defensive stats, his assists, um, his efficiency, that sort of thing. And and he did all of that. Um, Didn't hit any threes, uh, but... That's not sort of a regular part of his game. So Bem Adebayo played 34 minutes, 25 points, 11 rebounds in a nice double-double, four assists and one block, 11 from 16 from the floor and three from four from the foul line. If you took him in the second round, how would you be feeling about Bem Adebayo, Kingy? Uh, pretty good, I think. Um, he had seven turnovers, so that, that sort of... Um, brought down the, the value if you were in a, a league that counts turnovers. But, uh, that I mean, that's I think that's an outlier. He probably won't get that many again, um, perhaps in his career. So, um, no, look, I think that's the 25 points is really encouraging. Um, you know he's going to uh, get some assists and rebounds. Only one defensive stat, which is um, somewhat disappointing. But, again, it's the first game of the season. So, no, look, I, I think if, if you drafted him in the sort of around that 20 range, 20 to 25, I think you're pretty safe. It looks like he he's going to be um, building on what he did last year and, and doesn't look like he's going to regress at all. So a couple of other players I just want to run through very quickly when it comes to the Heat. Tyler Hero, 32 minutes, 13.6 rebounds, four assists. Uh, shot six from 14 from the floor, got one from five from deep and didn't get to the foul line. Uh, shout out to the pod father, Dan Bespris. You can find him on Twitter at Dan Bespris. If you don't know how to spell it, just Google Dan from Hoopball. He was all about Mo Harkless watch. Let's just end that right now, shall we? Uh, he played 22 minutes, three points, two rebounds, one assist, shot 25% from the floor. There is no Mo Harkless watch. Let, let's not go down that path unless you are extremely desperate. Uh, and Kendrick Nunn, the other young guy for them, only played eight minutes, got two rebounds, uh, missed his only shot from the floor. Uh, I'd be a little bit concerned if I was a Kendrick Nunn owner. If you got him late in a draft, would you, Kingy? Yeah, I I think he was he was sort of um, talked out of most drafts. I think based on what we saw in the bubble and, and to end last season, um, it was pretty obvious that Tyler Harrow was way ahead of him in the rotation. Um, and and I think that's that's pretty obvious. He, I mean, eight minutes obviously like that could be somewhat of a flaw like he might play a little bit more than that but um yeah it's really hard to see him having a role big enough um to to be more than a really deep league guy uh, at the moment barring i mean you never know with injuries obviously that that might help him but at the moment yeah you can leave him alone i think and the orlando magic let's have a look at those guys now and the red hot name that flew up draft boards as the preseason continued the former number one pick markel fultz uh, he was 28 minutes, 15 points, five rebounds, four assists, one steal, one block, filled up everything, shot 40% from the floor, missed his three from deep, but got all of his uh, shots from the foul line. What have you got to say about Markel Fultz, Kingy? Uh, look, I think first up game, it's it's not a it's not a mouth-watering stat line by any means, but but it's fine. Um 
normally you'd, you'd sort of expect him to hit at least one of his threes, um, maybe get a couple more assists and, and perhaps another steal. But uh, look, I, I don't think you can really complain with that uh, with that performance. Um, yeah, if, if you drafted him, I think you, you're pretty pleased with with um, how he looks and, and his his minutes. Um, should be fine. He's going to be up around the 30-minute mark um, every night without um, DJ Augustine there, although I think we have got someone just to um, quickly chat about uh, who, who did have a, a decently good game sort of playing as the, the primary backup. Yeah, so we'll get to him in just a second. Before we do, Vooch, uh, Nikola Vucevic, uh, 33 minutes, 15 points, 11 rebounds, three assists, one steal, one block. Uh, shot five from 13 from the floor and three from five from deep and shot only two from eight from the foul line. He, <laughs> shot, he, he, he got rid of some of that rust off the foul line, hopefully, but he filled most of the other stat boxes. How do you feel about Vooch? Yeah, this. Uh, I mean, if you don't look at his percentages, it, it's fine. Um, they obviously weigh it down, but... Uh, on the flip side, that's probably about as bad as it gets for him. I, I, two from eight from the free throw line, even I would shoot more than that, I think. So, um, yeah, he'll, he'll be better offensively most nights, um, and, and the other stats are fine. Um, he, he can, he's, again, he's a good passing big man, so his assists are always going to be sort of at least three and up to about six uh, per game. So, yeah, that's fine. Um, get that rust, get a bad game out of the way early. Uh, Kingy mentioned the backup to Markel Fultz in Cole Anthony, the young rookie, played 19 minutes, six points, two rebounds, six assists, and two steals. Shot 50, uh, 60% from the floor and missed his only one from deep. That's a guy to put on your watch list, ladies and gentlemen, especially if, God forbid, something happened to Markel Fultz. He, he, He'd certainly his usage would increase. So keep an eye on that one. Evan Fournier also got uh, 25 points in 30 minutes tonight. And Dwayne Bacon, uh, almost 19 minutes, one second shy of, no points, three rebounds, three assists, missed all five shots from the floor, and he missed one from deep. Uh, you're certainly not cooking with bacon, are you, King? No, I don't think that. The Orlando are strange. They always seem to have one roster spot that they can't fill um, with a, a player that's actually going to produce, and, and that looks to be the position this year. So um, whether he remains a starter, I don't know. Uh, James Ennis will probably come back in and take that, I think. Um, so, yeah, no need to go cooking with bacon yet. Well, uh, game four was a fairly entertaining one. 107 to 113, the 76ers over the Washington Wizards. Whoa, what a game indeed. Let's start on the Washington side. Bradley Beal started off a little slow, but played 35 minutes, 31 points, two rebounds, three assists, four steals, shot 11 from 22 from the floor and three from eight from deep, six from seven from the foul line, as well, had a few turnovers though. Bradley Beal, how do you feel? Are you confident with him moving forward with Russ next to him? Yeah, I am. Um, he he dropped in a lot of drafts. Um, he was sort of going, I, I saw him go sort of as low as 25, 26, that sort of range. But look, obviously he's not going to be as good as he as he has been the last couple of years. Uh, but I, I think having Westbrook there has scared a lot of people off. But we saw with, with Paul George a couple of years ago that um, it is possible for someone to play next to, to Westbrook and, 
and still have a really good season. So, so I think Beal um, could could even still flirt. Probably not with first round value, but I think he'll be a, a fairly um, fairly good lock to be a, a top twenty player. And the rookie who most people said was the most NBA ready in the draft, Denny Advia, uh, he had his first crack and started off at power forward, 28 minutes, seven points, four rebounds, one assist, one steal, two from two from the floor, two from two from deep and one from two from the foul line. Uh He's probably out there in a few waiver, uh, you know, on a few waivers. If you wanted to go and pick him up, would you rush out and grab him, Kingy? Oh, look, I think I think you could consider him. I mean, the numbers there aren't. Uh, again, they're not they're not sort of going to blow your socks off or anything. But he played twenty eight minutes, um, so for his first NBA game to be out there and playing twenty eight minutes in a in what was a a reasonably close game, um, and he was at, he he was a plus fourteen. Um, a team best plus fourteen. So um, yeah, while those those the sort of the the productivity there is not um, anything to write home about. Um, it looks like his role is set. So uh, yeah, look if if you if you're looking for someone to throw onto the end of your bench and he is available, I would certainly give him a look. And someone who would certainly compete with him for some minutes, Davis Bertans, uh, 20 minutes. He got 14 points, three rebounds, one assist, one block shot, four from seven from the floor, and got you four three-pointers, th- uh, three which is certainly something he is in your team for, especially if you play in the Cat Leagues. Thomas the Tank, Bryant, 25 minutes, 10 points, five rebounds, one block shot, five from 13 from the floor, and missed his three shots from deep. I wouldn't be too stressed out about Thomas Bryan. He'll be okay. And Russ, wow, isn't he just a firecracker? It's almost like he's back at OKC again. Uh, 36 minutes, 21 points, 11 rebounds, 15 assists. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, that is the triple-double that we are used to. Two from Russell Westbrook, uh, 40% from the line. Missed his only two from deep. Not that we are that surprised by that. And he got uh, three from five from the foul line. And let's have a look at Philly, Joel Embiid. Uh, he did pretty well today. 34 points, tw- uh, 34 minutes, 29 points, 14 rebounds, two assists, one block, shot 10 from 17 from the floor, shot his only three-pointer, and eight from nine from the foul line. Joel Embiid, Kingy, mate, moving forward, is he the big guy you'd want other than uh, Jokic? Um Oh, look, he's right up there. I mean, it's as it always does with him, it's going to come down to how many games he can play. Um, he did comment, I think it was after the game, perhaps in a press conference or something, um, about how much he enjoyed um, sharing the floor with, with a whole heap of shooters. So they have added um, quite a few perimeter guys to their team, which allows him to just go to work inside. Uh, he only, I think he only attempted one three-pointer in this game and hit it. So... Um, while he, he, he can hit threes, um, he's, he's sort of his positive or the, the area he needs to be focusing on is inside the paint, which is what he did today. Um, and so, no, look, if he stays healthy uh, and, and he can, um, they can sort of spread the floor for him, allow him to go to work inside, there's not really anyone in the league that can stop him inside. So, um, yeah, no, look, if, you just have to keep your fingers crossed and, and hope that he stays healthy, really. 
And a guy who could well come out six man of the year, Shake Milton, played 29 minutes, 19 points, one rebound, three assists and three steals, shot 54% from the floor, two from four from deep and five from seven from the foul line. Would you take Shake Milton or would you take Jeff Teague, Kingy? Um, ooh, I'd... That's a tough one. I think I think Teague's going to be really good until Kemba's back um, and, and will give you a little bit more in terms of assists. Uh, I think for for sort of the, the rest of the season, um, I think you, you'd sort of, you could lean either way depending on, on what you need. I know Philly have been talking up uh, Milton and in terms of training camp and he's been very impressive. Um but he is going to be a bench guy um, and, I mean, 19 points. I'm sure he'll do that more than once this season. Uh, the three steals, he probably won't. Um, and and he, he probably won't shoot for 55% from the floor either. So, uh, look, I think Teague probably offers you a little bit more uh, across the board. Um, but I do like Milton. I think I, I had him in my sleepers article and... Um, in the Discord yesterday when we were talking about sleepers and flyers and that sort of thing, I think Milton was someone that I mentioned. So, yeah, look, you could lean to, to either, but we'll talk about Boston um, next, I think, uh, and and um, Teague was, was really strong today, although Marcus Smart was was not very good. So, so that probably balances out as well. So before we get into that, I'll just read a couple of other stat lines for these guys. Old man squad, Tobias Harris. Uh, another one for Dan. He's popping up quite a fair bit in this pod, uh, the old pod father. Uh, 31 minutes for Tobias Harris, 10 points, 8 rebounds, 1 block, only shot 23% from the floor and missed 4 shots from deep. We also have Seth Curry who played 32 minutes, 13 points, no rebounds, 4 assists, 2 steals, shot 50% from the floor and only 1 from 5 from deep. And Aussie Ben, Aussie Ben Simmons, 32 points and no, I don't think he's going anywhere. Uh, 32 minutes, I should say, 16 points, 9 rebounds, 7 assists, 2 steals, 3 blocks, That is a stat line that makes you feel warm and fuzzy if you've got him in a cat league. Uh, Seven from 12 at 58% from the floor, which is better than what we're used to for Ben. And two from six from the foul line, which is probably a little more like it. And before we get into the next one, mybookie.ag, those guys are going to help you find some value, get a bit of a flutter going on, throw some bets on. Now it's time to get some skin in the game with mybookie.ag where odds boost, lightning deals and free bet await all season long. And with the NFL playoffs right around the corner, we know who's going to be in those playoffs. We know what they're capable of. So I don't think it's very difficult to find some value in those lines, that's for sure. Whether you're a first-time customer or been playing with MyBookie for years, there is no shortage of value to be found in the thousands of game lines, unique prop bets, and contests they offer every single week. Sign up or get reloaded today. Find an edge, make your bet, and get paid They'll also boast a fully-fledged casino platform, giving you access to all the classic table slots and card games you'd expect to find at your local spot. The best part is at MyBookie, the doors never close, so you continue to build your bankroll even after the stadium lights have gone out. Make the right play and sign up at mybookie.ag today, and when you do, use the promo code HOOPBALL 
to get your deposit matched halfway, all the way up to a thousand bucks. The terms are simple. You put in 200 and they'll match it with another 100 in your account. If you were already planning to bet this season, it's free betting money. It's winning season at my bookie, so come in and join on the fun and win some cash while you're at it. We spoke about the Boston game, and that is definitely what we're going to be talking about now. And, geez, wasn't it an exciting one right down to the end? The Bucks done over by 1.121 to the Celtics 122. Let's start on the losing side, shall we? And the Bucks. Dante DiVincenzo, almost one of my fantasy ride or dies, along with Thomas the Tank. He got 27 minutes today, 15 points, 5 rebounds, 3 assists, 2 steals, shot 6 from 11 from the floor, 3 from 4 from deep and didn't hit the foul line. Dante DiVincenzo, you'd be pretty chuffed if you got him right at the end and he got that sort of value for you, Kingy. Yeah, he was a little bit disappointing in the preseason, but um, tonight he started. I think he hit his first five shots or something. He, so he sort of did the bulk of his production in the first half. Um, but if you can get these sorts of numbers out of him every night, then um, he's going to be sort of a walk in the park as a top top eighty sort of guy. And, and yeah, he was he was available generally at the back end of drafts and and could even still be on some waiver wires. So. Um, if you're going hunting tonight, go and see if he's available. And Drew Holiday, this guy, a revelation. He's probably reinvigorated Giannis, to be honest. He played 38 minutes, 25.6 rebounds, three assists, two steals, one block. you got to love that. 10 from 16 from the floor, uh, one from four from deep, and made all of his shots from the foul line. What have you got to say about Drew Holiday? Um, yeah, this again, this is probably about as, as well as he could have gone for his first up game, um, uh, for a new team. Uh, he was he'd been talked down a little bit in, in drafts and look, rightfully so. I mean, playing alongside Giannis, um, he's always going to be um, tough to, to adjust to, and um, but but Holiday's not, not really a guard that relies on um, high usage to get value, so um. Yeah, look, I think you'd probably be nice if the assists were, were up a little bit, but um, Chris Middleton had some wacky numbers there um, in his box score. So um, I, I think he, he'll sort of he'll get more assists than three per game. I think you'd be hoping for sort of around five, but everything else is, is right on point. So, um, no, look, I, I think he, he should still be a fairly comfortable um, third-round player this season. And speaking of Chris Cash Money Middleton, 37 minutes, 27 points, 14 rebounds, 8 assists, uh, 10 from 20 from the floor, 3 from 8 from deep, 4 from 4 from the foul line, and Giannis, the guy everyone wants. I have to say I'm a little impressed. 36 minutes, 35 points, 13 rebounds, 2 assists, 2 blocks, 13 from 26 at 50% from the floor and three from eight from deep. Hallelujah. He's starting to throw them from deep just a little bit more. Let's hope he get that average up just a little bit. He also got six from eight uh, from the foul line. You'd expect uh, hopefully an improvement if he's keep shooting from deep, Kingy? Yeah, it's. I mean, percentages from, from three in the free throw line have, have always been, I guess, his downfall in fantasy. So... Um, yeah, eight is probably probably on the high side for him. I, I think those who do have him would probably want him shooting less because he's not always going to hit three of them. Um, but the free throws, if, if he can go around 75% uh, 
every game from the line, then then that would be a positive, I think. Um, obviously, more than that would be better, but um, but I think you'd take 75% and then all the other numbers are fine. Um, and the winning side, uh, Boston, they did pretty well and got lucky with a Jason Tatum buzzer beater to win the game. Uh, yeah. Hence the excitement towards the end there. But Jalen Brown, 37 minutes, 33 points, five rebounds, four assists, two steals, one block, 54% from the floor, three from eight from deep, four from four from the foul line. He outshadowed just about everyone, I think. Jalen Brown certainly looks like the number two in Boston while Kemba's out. Yeah, I think so. Uh, I put him first on the list there because I'm pretty high on him. I'm higher than most people. Um, I think. I mean, he. I think he'll be a top fifty player, but I, I think he's got. He just. He's impressed me the way he's developed a number of areas of his game over the last twelve months. Um, I, I think he has the tools to push to be a third round player. Um, whether that happens this season, I don't know, but. Um, it's pretty clear that that he's got the green light to to sort of do what he wants there, and he's not always going to get thirty three points, obviously, but um, he's he's handy on the defensive end, and if he can get his free throw percentage up, uh, which it looked like he was doing towards the back end of last year, then then I think he could push um, yeah into that top forty range. And Jeff Teague. Probably, you know, another guy we can lump into the six man of the year conversation. 25 minutes, 19 points, three rebounds, four assists, two steals, one block, 46.7% from the floor and four out of four from deep. Uh, Aaron Neesmith, another young rookie, not playing at all today. Uh, And then Jason Tatum, 32 minutes, 30 points, seven rebounds, two assists, two steals, one block, Filled up everything, 42.9% from the floor, 6 from 13 from deep, didn't get to the foul line. But let's have a chat quickly about the centre rotation that's going to happen in Boston, Kingy. What is going to happen there? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> it's it's really hard to know. I think I think Daniel Tice is probably the guy you want to be looking at um, if, if you had to pick one, just because he he sort of filled that role fairly well last year. Um, but, I mean, you look at the box score and, and they they started, I, I think they started um, Tristan Thompson at power forward today. Um, I didn't yeah, see it did. the game. They, yeah, so that's that's interesting. I, I don't know if that was sort of more of a, a match-up thing to match-up. I mean, um, the Bucks are fairly big there with Brooke Lopez and Giannis, um, so it may have been a match-up decision um but if if that's going to be the case in there i don't know it's going to be tough to sort of pinpoint one of them because um tice's rebound numbers were, were pretty low there with with thompson on the floor because he, he is a decent rebounder so uh look i think it's probably a situation just to monitor and see uh what happens in the next few games but based on what we saw here it could change um based on the matchup so um yeah, I still would have Tice as as the main option, um, but his ceiling could be sort of limited a bit if if they're going to play Thompson on the floor with him. Game number six. Yeah, we've still got a few to go, so hang tight with us. The Pelicans, 113, got the win over the Toronto Raptors, 99. Let's start off with the Pelicans and Eric Bledsoe. 
34 minutes, 18 points, two rebounds, six assists, one steal, one block, 50% from the floor, four out of eight from deep and two from four from the uh, foul line. How would you feel about Eric Bledsoe? Was certainly, based on those numbers, a little bit of a bargain as he fell in drafts. Yeah, really good. Um, he was, yeah, he he was falling in, in almost every draft, and I think, I mean, people you were, you were sort of seeing him go at at pick eighty, so pick ninety, that sort of thing. And given what we saw here, it looks like he's going to get he's going to get good minutes. Um, and it's just it's amazing how how a different team and a new a change of scenery that sort of thing can reinvigorate a player because um, he looked he didn't look good um, with the Bucks last season. Um, defensive production was there again, but um, no, look, I wouldn't be expecting these sorts of numbers every night. But but he he did a bit of everything, and and if you got him at pick pick seventy pick eighty something like that, that I think he'll be a steal there. And Brendan Ingram, 37 minutes, 24 points, 9 rebounds, 11 assists. Mate, he flirted with that triple-double. And you add on to that, 3 steals, 1 block, 10 from 19 from the floor, 3 from 6 from deep and 1 from 2 from the foul line. Brandon Ingram, maybe we're sleeping on him a little. Yeah, he was um, – he sort of he, – he tumbled a little bit and then towards the back end of the drafts – I mean, it wasn't a long draft season. It was only two weeks or something, three weeks. But as we got closer to the, the beginning of the season, I, th- I think he actually started to go back up a little bit. Um, and in this game – I watched a little bit of this game um, and the, um, the Raptors actually sort of zeroed in on Zion um, and made it a point of – of making it tricky for him to score, and and if that's going to be the case with other teams, then it, it's going to someone else is going to have to take the shots. Um, and we saw Bledsoe and, and Ingram um, sort of leading the charge there. So, yeah, if if teams are going to to make Zion their priority on defense, then then Ingram um, he should be fine. And the eleven assists uh, that was his career high, I think. Um, and, and he's not going to get eleven every night, obviously, but. Um, yeah, he he was sort of going in the 30s, even the 40s in some drafts. So, again, another steal, I think. And speaking of Zion, almost 30 minutes, 15 points, 10 rebounds, three assists, one steal, one block, 77% uh, from the floor, uh, back to his terrible foul line shooting at <laughs> 25%, one from four. That's what we've come to expect from Zion. And if you want him to rise up in a category league uh he's certainly going to have to improve that and the and the three uh, three pointers as well uh let's have a look at JJ Redick another six man who just come out bombed at 28 minutes 23 points three rebounds one assist and six from 11 from deep so uh if you want someone and you desperately need threes I reckon JJ Reddick's going to be sitting out there on just about every waiver wire. Go pick him up if you need it. And Lonzo Ball, he's the last one or second last one that I want to have a chat about. 28 minutes, 16 points, five rebounds, two assists, one steal, two blocks, uh, four from nine from the floor, four from eight from deep and four from six from the foul line. But Stephen Adams, it was interesting. Everyone got a little bit excited when he came in, 30 points. Uh, 30 minutes, 8 points, 8 rebounds, 3 assists, 4 steals, 
two blocks, four from six from the floor and never got to the line. Didn't try and shoot from deep either, which is something we've come to expect from the man who likes to say fush and chops. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Uh, Stephen Adams, mate, it seems like it's a pretty smart play to get him from OKC. Yeah, I think they were criticised a little bit for bringing him in, um, just given that they're such a fast team. Um, but but Adams, looked, he looked great out there. Um, and, and if you can get this from him every night, you'd want a few more points, obviously, if he could, get, if he could sneak into double digits there, it'd be nice. Um, but he, he, he does rack up good steal numbers for a centre. He always has. Um, the shot blocks, they'll be... I mean, he'll, he'll get one or two... Um, but and and if he can avoid the free throw line, that's that's always good. So uh, no, look, I think I think if you drafted him, you'd have to be really happy with what he did here. Outside of the the eight points, um, everything else is sort of again, it's right on point for for what you would have drafted him for. And the Toronto side of this game, let's start off with, and a shout out to my usual co-host, Mr. J. You can find him on Twitter at Mr. Jolly of Sydney, or if you're a premium subscriber of HoopBall, uh, hiding around in those Discord channels, throwing his weight around a little bit. He's... He talks about his MacGyver players. He loves these guys who can do a whole bunch of different things. And whilst this guy is not really a MacGyver guy in the sense of he's not... Uh, he, he's got one position, and that's small forward. Toronto, he was uh, Mr. J's MacGyver guy, OG Ananobi. And I've seen him on some waiver wires as well. Uh, 36 minutes, 8 points, 8 rebounds, 2 assists, 3 steals, 2 blocks, did a bit of everything. 40% from the floor, missed all 5 shots from deep, though, uh, and didn't get to the foul line. OG Ananobi, what would you be doing with him? Oh, he, look, he's he's a whole. This is what he's going to do. He he is um, sort of a, a, a Mister Fix It, a glue guy. So he he'll contribute uh, across the board. He didn't hit any threes. He generally will hit at least one or two. So I mean, you add three, three, six points to that, and he's got fourteen points, eight rebounds, and uh, and all those other stats, and and it looks really good. So um, no, he. The, I mean, this is again, this is what what you would have wanted uh, if you drafted him. And, um, yeah, if he is on a waiver wire, go and get him. Um, but he, he'll I'm fairly – like last year, I think he was sort of a top 80 sort of guy. So I don't see any reason why he won't repeat that at least. So, yeah, he should be on a roster everywhere. And the water boy, Chris Boucher, played 14 minutes, 12 points, 5 rebounds, 2 blocks, 75% from the floor. He missed his one shot from deep. Uh, you know, you got the blocks out of him. That's kind of what you want. Yeah, I think this was a this was interesting. Just the minutes distribution here, um, with with Boucher getting fifteen, uh, Baines getting twenty eight. Um, I actually don't think that'll be the norm. Uh, I think that probably part of that was the fact that they were up against Zion and um, and Stephen Adams, both pretty big 
hulking lads, um, and Boucher is not. So Baines was was sort of just in there to throw his weight around a bit. So I think, um, yeah, while he did only play 15 minutes, and, and the two blocks are nice, um, I would probably just keep an eye on this and see how it plays out over the next couple of games when they're, when they're against teams that um, will stretch the floor a little bit more and, and will need um, someone like Boucher to be able to to sort of step out and guard those sorts of players. So, yeah, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be too worried if, if you did draft him. I would hold on to him and just see how, how it looks. And speaking of the big hulking Aussie, Aaron Baines, 28 minutes, as Kingy said, 11 points, nine rebounds. He even got a shot from deep for you, so he did okay. Uh, who else have we got there? Uh, Ved, uh, Fred Van Vliet. 29 minutes, 9 points, 3 rebounds, 3 assists, 3 steals. Only shot uh, 3 from 12 from the floor, 2 from 8 from deep and 1 from 2 from the line. So his percentages might have hurt you just a little bit, but you've got to keep the faith there. Uh, Kyle Lowry, of course, 38 minutes, 18 points, 1 rebound, 10 assists, 1 steal, uh, shot uh, seven from fifteen from the floor, nine, uh, four from nine from deep. He's going to continue to improve as well. And Siakam, thirty-eight minutes, twenty points, six rebounds, six assists, uh, eight from seven from the floor, three from uh, sorry, eight from seventeen from the floor, three from seven from deep, and one from two from the foul line. Siakam is someone who I think will. You know, he's going to be feast or famine, so you're going to have to uh, keep your eye on that one, but you've drafted him fairly high, so it's not like you're going to rush out and drop him for Neville Nobody. Let's have a look at the next game, Atlanta, Chicago. Well, you know, my Bulls, they turned out, they they tried, but it wasn't very good. Uh, 124 to 104. At least uh, they actually broke 100 points under Billy Donovan. Let's start off with Atlanta, though. And Trey Young, 26 minutes, 37 points, 6 rebounds, 7 assists, 10 from 12 from the floor, 5 from 6 from deep, and 12 from 14 from the foul line. He got to the foul line 14 times. Uh, but filled considerably some of the other stat blocks except for the steals and and blocks kingy trey young you got him late in the first yeah um i was i mean i wasn't concerned after the preseason but he did he was a little bit passive but again it's preseason so you, you don't read too much into it and and here i mean those numbers he did all of that in 26 minutes um so it looks as though he's going to be fine. Um, there was no Capella there, so I mean that doesn't have a huge impact on his offensive stuff. But he he threw a, a number of nice lobs to John Collins, so their their chemistry is obviously um, where it needs to be. Uh, look, Trey will be fine. Um, he's going to be he, yeah. He went in the first round um, in almost every draft, um, and and so I think yeah, no need to no need to stress with. Um, all their additions, it looks like he's still the the, the go-to guy and, and the ball will be in his hands and um, it's up to him whether he wants to let someone else take a shot. And with no Capella, Johnny Collins uh, got the start at centre. 
only 18 minutes, 14 points with a massive dunk, four rebounds, two assists and two blocks. Shot six from 10 from the floor, uh, missed his only two from deep and two from two from the foul line. Do we expect some improvement when Capella comes back or do we think that this is, you know, standard John Collins this year? Um, yeah, look, I, I, I mean, he... They listed Gallinari as the starting centre, but that was just weird. Uh, but he – so he only played 18 minutes. He, he did get in foul trouble in the first half, and then I think they were out by 30 or 35 points at one point. So they just didn't need to play him um, in the second half at all, basically. So that's why the minutes were down. Uh, when he was on the floor, he looked he looked energetic. Um, he's very athletic. So, um yeah, look, I, I think he'll he'll still be fine. He's not going to be as good as he was last season, obviously with Capella there. But um, he's still he's still part of what they're they're trying to do this year. Whether he's part of their long term plans, that that remains to be seen. Uh, but yeah, I, I think um, he was falling in a lot of drafts into sort of the the thirties or late twenties, and, and I I still think he'll be able to flirt with that sort of value. And speaking of Danilo Gallinari, he played 24 minutes, 13 points, four rebounds, three assists, four from six from the floor, one from two from deep, and 100% from the foul line. And the other addition for Atlanta, Bogdan Bogdanovic, almost 25 minutes, 15.7 rebounds, two assists, one steal. The stats that you kind of like to see, uh, five out of 12 for 41% from the floor and three from eight from deep, two from three from the foul line as well for the Atlanta Hawks. Chicago Bulls, my boys, let's start off with their rookie and what seems to be now starting small forward, Pat Will, Patrick Williams, 33 minutes, 16 points, four rebounds, one assist, one steal, one block, five from 11 from the floor, one from three from deep, and five from six from the foul line. Pat Will, if he's out there, go get him. Yep, I I have already. Um, yeah, look, I think um, it, it's a it's a tricky kind of game to get a read on on a lot of production, given that it was over by halftime, um, but. They, yeah, I mean, he, he led the team in minutes. Um, scoring was fine. You'd be looking for a little bit more, but he, he did a bit of everything. So um, it's obvious that they're, that they're pretty invested in him given that they're starting him over Otto Porter. So, yeah, if he's available, um, pick him up and, and see what he does over the next couple of weeks. Um, whether he can sustain it, I, I don't know, but he's going to have the opportunity. So give him a look. And Kobe White stunk up your field goal percentage, that's for sure. 30 minutes, 9 points, 2 rebounds, 7 assists, 1 steal, 2 from 11 from the floor, 1 from 7 from deep. Yeah, that's 18 and 14% respectively. 4 from 4 from the foul line. Well, at least he can throw when he's got no defenders and straight in front of the bucket, mate. Uh, Kobe White, what are you going to do with him? Oh, I, I, another one. I mean, you... You sort of bump his his percentages up there, and he gets up to twenty points pretty quickly. And all the other numbers are fine. So seven assists are really good. Um, so yeah, I'm not worried here at the moment. Um, he he played good minutes even in a blowout, uh, and maybe maybe he's another guy that someone is is um, 
prepared to offload after this performance. But yeah, if, if I had him on my team and I have him on a couple of my teams, um, I'm not panicking at all. I think he'll be fine. All right, let's go through a couple of the other box box scores uh, for this game and the Bulls as quickly as we can. Uh, Zach Levine, 25 minutes, 22 points, two rebounds, one assist, one steal, nine from 19 from the floor, one from eight from deep. We have Wendell Carter, 25 minutes, six points, six rebounds, two assists, Peak Wendell Carter, that's what that is. Uh, two from five from the floor, missed two shots from deep. Otto Porter played 23 minutes, 14 points, five rebounds, one assist and two steals. Shot five from uh, 10 from the floor and uh, missed his only two shots from deep. And Lowry Markinen, another guy who Scotty motivated to try and do some good because if he didn't, I said I'd send him to the G League if I was the Bulls. 30 minutes, 21.7 rebounds, four assists, one steal, six from nine from the floor, four from six from deep and five from five from the foul line. I don't mind Laurie Marketing. Keep your eye on him. Uh, You might even be able to get a bit of buy low or if you've got him, maybe you want to try and sell high after that one. Uh, all right, San Antonio Spurs and the Grizzlies. The Spurs got up 131 to 119. Let's start off with the Spurs, shall we, and the winners. And DeJounte, Deontay, Deontay Murray, I'll get it right eventually. 30 minutes, uh, 21 points, six rebounds, nine assists, two steals, 60% from the floor, one from three from deep, got uh, two from two from the foul line. We know he's statistically going to be pretty good defensively. He seemed to do pretty well in his efficiency on the offensive side as well, King. Yeah, and this is what we've been waiting for from him. Um, he he has the confidence now of the coaching staff. Um, he's starting having Derek White out helps. Um, so so he's sort of probably going to overperform slightly until Derek White comes back, but. Um, yeah, look, he's another guy that, that I've got in a, a couple of my teams and, and that sort of production I was thrilled with. So um, I'm not expecting him to shoot 60% every game, uh, but the the assists are going to be there. Um, and, and as you said, defence is something that he's built his reputation on. So, um, no, really good, really good first showing for DeJounte there. And my phone got blown up deluxe. As soon as they named Keldon Johnson the starting power forward, Mr. J blew me up and said, get him, get him, get him everywhere you can, stream him. He played 32 minutes, 16 points, five rebounds, three assists and three steals, shot five from 10 from the floor, one from three from deep, five from seven from the foul line. Keldon Johnson, did you stream him anywhere, King? No, I didn't. Um, because I was at work, I actually couldn't really monitor the waivers too closely. And, and but I, I did see. I was the same as you. I saw um, uh, Discord blew up as well when, when, as soon as he was named the starter, it was everyone was sort of jumping in there and saying, "Do we get him? Do I drop this person? Do I pick him up?" That sort of thing. So, uh, and look, he came through. So, um, yeah, if, if you've got him, hold him and, and see if this if this sticks. I mean, I don't see why it wouldn't stick. There were no real injuries that that would have sort of like a, a reason that he would have started over someone who was injured. The only the only guys that were out 
listed with an injury were Derek White and Quindary Weatherspoon. So um, it looks as though they're going to run with him as a starter. And if that's the case and he's going to play 30 minutes, then he needs to be on a roster everywhere. Uh, quickly, let's run through a couple of other Spurs players. Uh, DeMar DeRozan, thir- almost 35 minutes, 28 points, nine rebounds, nine assists, flirted very close to that triple-double. One steal, one block, shot seven from 14 from the floor and 14 from 15 from the foul line. Don't expect him to hit the line 15 times every game. LMA, maybe a little bit of PDA for him today. Uh, 28 minutes, 20 points, three rebounds. Uh, one assist and one block, shot 52% from the floor, one from four from deep, uh, and only went to the line once for the end one and was successful. Aussie Paddy Mills played 19 minutes, got 13 points, two rebounds, two assists, uh, and shot two from uh, four from the three-point line. And last but not least, rookie Devin Vassell. He played 19 minutes, got three points, three rebounds, and one block, shot one from four from the floor and got one from two from deep. If you got him late in drafts, you know, yes, you can drop him if you're going to stream him, absolutely. If you're in Dynasty, hold on. I think there's better times ahead for Devin Vassell. And let's have a look now at the grisly side of things and one of the superstars of the day. Jar Morant, this kid just keeps getting better and better. 35 minutes, 44 points. That's right. Don't adjust your dial. I didn't mispronounce it as I tend to sometimes. 44 points, two rebounds, nine assists, two steals, one block, filled up everything. 18 from 27 from the floor, one from two from uh, the three-point line and from the foul line, seven from eight. Ja Morant, if you drafted him, you'd be pretty chuffed in a points league right about now. You would, yeah. I uh, I don't have him anywhere. Um, and, yeah, look, he, he got where he needed to get on the floor and, and, and got plenty of good looks um, at the at the basket and took a lot of shots. I mean, no Jaron Jackson there helps uh, in terms of uh, sort of being able to take those shots. Um, but... No, look, I think he, he sort of picked up where he left off last season and and uh, there's there's no one to take minutes away from him. Um, so, no, I think if you got him in, in a draft, you have to be really happy with what he did here. And a guy who you say, according to your Twitter, is going to draft, and I'm sure you probably did, Brandon Clark, 25 minutes, 10 points, three rebounds, and one block shot, five from nine from the floor, missed his only two shots from deep and did not convert the and one. Brandon Clark, mate, did you draft him? I did. I drafted him in, uh, I think I'm in eight leagues and I have him in six teams. So I got him in <laughs> both of my leagues. Um, yeah, look, a bit disappointing today um but trying to pull some positives out of it he played 26 minutes uh which is good uh, that's up from what he was doing last year if he can if he can stick around 26 to 28 minutes um he he'll be better than this on most nights so um yeah I, i'm not dropping him others might after this performance um and i w- i mean i would suggest running to grab him if he gets dropped but um yeah, look, I think he'll be he'll be better than this most nights. So the playing time is really encouraging. Uh, and let's have a look at some other box scores. Jonas Valanciunas played twenty nine minutes, 
15 points, 13 rebounds, two assists, one steal, one block. Shot 54% from the floor, got his only three attempt and two from six from the foul line. What a surprise, another big man who can't throw from the foul line. Um, But I expect him to usually do a little bit better than that. And Dylan Brooks, 33 minutes, 16 points, four rebounds, six assists, two steals, 50% 50% from the floor, one from three from deep. The He converted his only and one chance. A guy who both Mr. J and I said we didn't want any part of unless he kept this up for the entire year. Should we reconsider that, Kingy? Um, yeah, look, I don't know. I mean, I, I had him last year in, in, in a couple of spots and, and he, was, he was up and down. He had periods where he goes off and then he'll just tank your field goal percentage. He was fairly reserved on offense, so 14 shots is pretty good. Um, but the six assists are, are interesting. That's something he hasn't done before. So if you've got him, hold on to him and see if he can do it again. Um, and, and, yeah, look, I think if he can if he can add that element to his game, it certainly uh, makes him more appealing. And the Timberwolves knocked over the Detroit Pistons 111 to 101. Let's start with Josh Jackson, who played almost 29 minutes, 19 points, six rebounds, two assists, one steal, shot 57% from the floor, three from seven from deep, and didn't get to the foul line. Interesting uh, sort of role today for Josh Jackson. Yeah, uh, yeah, didn't see it coming. Um... And I would I wouldn't believe it just yet. Um, they they sort of did spread the minutes, and, and then he was he was just playing really well, so they kept him on at the end there. And, and a few guys who I would have thought would be ahead of him in the rotation, uh, their minutes were was sort of down. So yeah, look, I mean if if you want to take a flyer on him and go and see what he can do, then then I wouldn't say no. Um, but I wouldn't be rushing to grab him either. So um, no, look, it's it's encouraging, but. But let's let's wait and see what happens. Mason Plumley, thirty-two minutes, fourteen points, eight rebounds, six assists. Uh, got seven from eight from the floor. Didn't try a three and did not get fouled. Mason Plumley, is that what you came to expect from the big man? Yeah, I think um, again, like Stephen Adams, if he doesn't get to the free throw line, that's good. Uh, you you would like some defensive stats there. A steal and a block would have been nice, but. But everything else is, is is what you would expect. I do have him in a couple of leagues. Um, again, he, he's another good uh, passing big man. Um, didn't really get the, the opportunity when he was in Denver to to do uh, what he's going to do here. Um, but if you remember back to when he was in uh, Portland a couple of years ago, he was... Um, These are the sorts of numbers he was putting up. Okay, so let's run through a couple of other box scores for the Pistons. Uh, Killian Hayes, the rookie, 21 minutes, 7 points, 1 rebound, 3 assists, shot 3 from 6 from the floor and 1 from 2 from deep. Uh, Blake Griffin, 35 minutes, 15.7 rebounds, 2 assists, 1 block, uh, shot none of his 5 attempts from deep shot three from five from the foul line and six from 13 from the floor. Who else have we got there? And uh, Jeremiah Grant got, uh, sorry, Jeremy Grant, uh, 31 minutes, nine points, uh, one rebound, three assists, one steal, four from 11 from the floor, one from five from deep. And I think he will continue to be somewhat disappointing. Uh, and talking about disappointing, DeLon Wright. 
he continued his disappointing run from the preseason. 19 minutes, 5 points, 2 rebounds. Got 4 assists, though, which was nice. A steal. Shot uh, 2 from 5 from the field. He got 1 from 3 from deep. And Derek Rose played a, a crap ton of minutes off the bench in 26 minutes. 15 points, 1 rebound, 6 assists, 2 steals, and a block and a shot from deep as well. You, do you think Derrick Rose might be a go and grab him if you need someone who, or especially if you need some assist help anyway? Yeah, look, I, w- I would be um, making sure he's on a roster. Um, and th- that sort of links in a little bit with, with Killian Hayes. I've got Hayes in, in one league, I think, or two maybe. And, and, and let's have a look at the Timberwolf side of the ball. And D'Lo didn't start. Uh, Ricky Rubio got the start over D'Angelo Russell, but he still played 33 minutes off the bench, 18 points, five rebounds, four assists, one steal, seven from 16 from the floor, four from 11 from deep and did not get fouled. Are you surprised D'Lo didn't start? Uh, yeah, look, it's surprising, but I think they sort of said that it was because he was late to a team shoot-around or something. He he was um, because of a covid a COVID test, a delay in his COVID test or something. So um, there was a reason for it. It's a disciplinary kind of thing, um, which was out of his control. So um, it's pretty obvious that, that he's he'll be back in the starting lineup for the next game, I, I would say, unless he misses a misses shoot around or a team bus or whatever they're they're doing there. So um, yeah, no, I wouldn't I wouldn't worry about him coming off the bench at all. Uh, the number one rookie draft pick in Ant-Man, Anthony Edwards, played 25 minutes, got 15 points, four rebounds and four assists, shot 41% from the floor, even got himself a three out of five attempts and shot all of his foul line shots. That was four out of four. And we will also have a look at the man we call Cat. Uh, 30 points. Uh, sorry, 30 minutes, 22 points, 11 rebounds, 7 assists, 1 steal, 2 blocks, 60% from the floor, 2 from 4 from deep and shot all of his uh, 8 from 8 from the foul line. And the Sacramento Kings in game number 10 got up in overtime over the Denver Nuggets, 124-122. to 122. Let's start off with uh, a guy who I really didn't rate much coming in. I didn't think he was going to do much, but certainly did. Hassan Whiteside, uh, he played 17 minutes, 4 points, 9 rebounds, 1 assist, 1 block, 2 from 6 from the floor, uh, and missed his only two shots from the foul line. But for a little while there, it looked like the Hassan Whiteside show, Kingy. Yeah, I'm not. So I popped him in there just because, I mean, a lot of questions that I got and that I saw in the, the Discord channel were to do with um, Rashawn Holmes and Whiteside and how they were going to split minutes at centre and that sort of thing. Um, if you look at today's, you would sort of say, well, it's a it's somewhat of a split in the middle, uh, but Holmes actually fouled out, um, which sort of kept him out of the, the back end of the game there. Uh, and Whiteside is a player that I've never really been too high on in terms of uh, on-court real-life contributions. So I know from a fantasy perspective, he, he can put up good numbers, and we saw that last year. He was a first-round guy. Um, but he doesn't, he doesn't contribute to winning basketball, I don't think. so. Um, and I know um, our, our illustrious leader, Aaron Bruski, is, is not a huge fan of Whiteside. And if you check out his tweets from today, there were quite a few that, uh, that um, poked... 
um, poked fun at, at, at his on-court ability. And no, were, but his boyfriend is clearly Rashawn Holmes, so I'd uh, be sticking true, up for true, him. <laughs> true. Um, so, yeah, look, I, I sort of just wanted to, to talk about him and the fact that he only played 17 minutes in a game that Rashawn Holmes fouled out. Um, it, it doesn't – it sort of looks as though he, he's probably not going to to get a – um, a decent role, um, probably still enough to have um, standard league value just because, as I said, he can put up numbers in, in limited minutes. But, um, yeah, that was just interesting to see how that played out today. And Rashawn Ho- oh, sorry, Tyrese Halliburton, one of my favourite rookies, he played 30 minutes in his first real NBA game, 12 points, two rebounds, four assists, one block, three from seven from the floor, two from five from deep and shot four from four from the foul line. Uh, Tyrese Halliburton, are you certainly as high as I am on this kid? Um, yeah, look, I didn't know much about him really, um, but I've sort of um, read tweets and articles and that sort of thing and it seems like uh, the Kings are really high on him. And, and given he played 30 minutes in his first game, um, that's a pretty good indication of where he sits. Uh, and and again, you f- if you follow Brew on Twitter, you just read his Twitter feed today and you can get a pretty good breakdown of the, the game and what he thinks of um, their players and who should be getting minutes. And, um, yeah, Halliburton seems like uh, a really good fit um, behind Fox. Uh, and, and sort of gives them that that player off the bench um, that they haven't had. So, no, look, I, I think um, he, he's absolutely worth picking up if he's available. And speaking of De'Aaron Fox, the point guard played 38 minutes, 21 points, four rebounds, seven assists, one steal, one block, and one three, shot 40% from the floor as well. Buddy Heald got 41 minutes, 22 points, four rebounds, three assists, and a steal in there as well, including five from deep. Uh, Buddy Hield, certainly interesting name to keep your eye on, although drafted everywhere. Uh, looks like he's on the improve, that's for sure. Uh, dear, uh, sorry, Rashawn Holmes, as you said, fouled out, only played 23 minutes, got six points, nine rebounds, one assist and one block to go with that. We also have uh, Corey Joseph, who, if you listen to yesterday's pod with Brew, thinks that Sacramento may just try and tank and play uh, Corey Joseph a hell of a lot. Well, he almost played 30 minutes, 15 points, three rebounds, four assists, one steal, two blocks, 60% from the floor, two from deep. They're not exactly uh, tanking numbers. He kind of played okay. Uh, he did. I don't think he'll do it again. Um, he, he often, most most seasons actually, he does this. He'll have one or two games where, he, where he's really good. He'll pick up some steals, some assists, um, and people will go and snag him off the waiver wire, and then he does nothing for a month. So, yeah, I would need to see a lot more of this before going and getting him. You've been warned, people. Uh, Harrison Barnes as well played almost 42 minutes, uh, 21 points, nine rebounds, five assists, and two steals. Let's have a look at the Denver side. Of course, got done over in overtime, and the Joker. Let's start there. Almost 42 minutes, 29 points, 15 rebounds, 14 assists in that double double. Uh, sorry, triple double. Uh, and three blocks as well. Got 11 from 18 from the floor, one from two from deep, six from nine from the foul line. 
I know it's a triple double, but there's still some glaring things that you hope he improves from a guy who you'd be taking, you know, at five, six, seven in the first round of your drafts. Yeah. Um, yeah, look, there always is with him. Um, but I think the, the probably the biggest takeaway here is just the fact that he started the season in this kind of form because um, over the past few years, it's often taken him a month uh, or even longer to, to sort of round into his first um, – First round form, it, uh, but he given perhaps the shorter off season means he didn't have as much time to to sort of let himself go and and, and hit the takeaway stores and whatever he does. So he's he looked in good shape and, and um, no, I think I think if you took him um, in the middle of the first round, there he, he's generally pretty durable as well. So um, if he stays healthy again, he, he could end up as if you're looking at total value, he could end up as a sort of a the second or third player. Let's hope there's no in-out burger in uh, Denver, mate. Yeah, let's hope so. Uh, Michael Porter, uh, he, popular breakout kind of guy. Uh, some people were saying a sleeper. Dan and I both agreed that if you're getting someone uh, at 50 or 60, they're definitely no longer a sleeper. Played 29 minutes today, 24 points, five rebounds. He got two assists, two steals, Three blocks, shot nine from 15 from the floor, three from seven from deep, three from three from the foul line. Michael Porter Jr., I think he rose up with some validity in the drafts, King. He did, yeah. I took him, I think I took him in the fourth round in one of my drafts, which is probably a little bit high, but, um, and, and he started this game slow. I remember checking the box score and I was sort of thinking, I think he only had nine points and a rebound or something at one point. Um, so he came on in the second half, uh, and and the defense is not always going to be this good, um, but I'll take it. And I would like his rebounding numbers to be a little bit higher than that. But that that's just sort of me being greedy, really, because I took him in the fourth round. Um, but no, look, based on this, I think it's it's pretty obvious that they're going to run him out there, and um, he's going to get his opportunities. So if you took him, I think he was sort of going in and around that sixty mark in a lot of drafts. So. Um, I think he should be able to flirt with that sort of value. And uh, a couple of other guys' scores. Uh, Will Barton, 33 minutes, provided a bit of a spark off the bench. 16 points, two rebounds, four assists, two steals, and a block, including one from deep. We also have the old man squad, Paul Millsap. If he's on the waiver wire, run out, get him, because I think he is going to be... Not the old Paul Millsap, but he's going to be a hell of a lot closer than what he was last season. 36 minutes, 16 points, 7 rebounds, 3 assists, shot 53, almost 54% from the floor, 2 from 5 from deep. And Jay Muzz, Jamal Murray, 34 minutes, 9 points, 4 rebounds, 1 assist, 2 steals, uh, a putrid one from nine from the floor and zero from five from three, but shot seven from seven from the foul line. Better days ahead for Jamal Murray. Yeah, he'll be a lot better than this. Um, it's look, it's not surprising. One of these guys who blew out, blew up in the bubble. More than one of them was bound to come out and have a stinker. So, um, yeah, uh, he'll he'll be he'll be far better than this. And, and just with Millsap, I would just um, Jermichael Green was out in this game, so uh, when he comes back, he'll have a bit of an impact. So I still think Millsap will be better than he was last year, but I don't think he'll play thirty six minutes. 
um, every game uh, and and just a guy to watch if you're in, uh, this was something we sort of chatted about in the Discord yesterday, if you're in really deep leagues, um, Isaiah Hartenstein, who, who only played nine minutes today, but he had six rebounds, uh, six points, three rebounds and two blocks. Um, he was nine. everywhere. In, yeah. that, in that limited time, he was everywhere on that court. Yeah, he, I really like him um, and I don't think he's going to get the opportunity here just because Jokic never gets injured. Um, but he's just someone to keep an eye on if, if you're in sort of deeper leagues um, and you just need some blocks, blocks, rebounds, field goal percentage. Um, he, he's worth tacking onto the end of your squad there. And two games to go, the second last one, the Jazz 120, the Aussie-owned Jazz 120. uh getting up over the Portland Trailblazers 100. Let's start with the Jazz and an Aussie who plays for him, Aussie Joe Inglis. Uh, mate, uh, Ingles, I should say. I'm not. He's not Greg Inglis. Uh, but anyway, 26 minutes, 14 points, five rebounds, seven assists, one steal, one block, uh, five from 10 from the floor, three from eight from deep, uh, one from one converted the end one from the foul line. Aussie Joe. I'm a little bit low on him. What about you, Kingy? Yeah, I was. Um, he's a bit of an old manny squad type of player, uh, Joe Ingles. But um, so yeah, look, chances are he could be on waivers in, in your league. And so if you need assists, especially out of position assists, um, he's worth a look. He's sort of, I think last year he was sort of in and out of the starting lineup, and he, his role was a little bit unclear. Um, I think he knows he knows what he's doing now. Um, and, and what's expected of him. And, and this sort of line here is something we didn't really see too much last season. So, yeah, look, if, if you want a guy, he, he, obviously his ceiling isn't isn't super high, but but he, he can contribute in threes and steals um, um, while, while putting up really good assist numbers. So, yeah, worth a look. And let's run through some other guys' uh, box scores as well. Uh, Bojan Bogdanovic. 33 minutes, 15 points, six rebounds, two assists, uh, five from 14 from the floor and four from deep. We've got Don Mitch, Donovan Mitchell, another guy I'm a little bit low on. I just don't think he's going to provide you the value that some people were drafting him at. But today, 30 minutes, 20 points, three rebounds, five assists, one steal, uh, hurt you in your field goal percentage at 37.5%, uh, attempted three Shots from deep, although Bojan, uh, as I said, he made four. He attempted 11, so uh, four from 10 from deep at 40%, still not a terrible conversion rate, and got uh, four from four from the foul line. Mike Conley got 29 minutes, 18 points, three rebounds, two assists, and four from deep out of seven as well. And big fella, Rudy Gobert, 28 minutes, 20 points, 17 rebounds, the standard for Rudy. Two assists and one steal. Eight from 10 from the floor, uh, four from six from the foul line. I, I think he's uh, a pretty comfortable guy when it comes to that, uh, you know, over 10 points and, and you know, uh, certainly a double-double when it comes to the rebounds and points anyway, King. Yeah, look, he, th- this is what he does. And he didn't even get any blocks in this game. So um, you throw in a, a couple of blocks, which you would normally get there, and that boosts him up even further. So, no, he was he was another guy that was sort of falling a little bit in drafts, but you know exactly what you're going to get from him. So, 
All right, so the Trailblazers, let's start with Roco. Uh, Rob Covington, he got uh, 21 minutes. He got one point. He got four rebounds. He got three assists and one steal. Zero from three from the field. Zero from three from deep. Uh, one from two from the foul line. Yep, he's one point come from uh, the foul line. Uh, Roco, uh, are you concerned? Uh, it was pretty bad. Um, the game was a blowout. So, again, it is, it's tough to get a read on playing time. So the 21 minutes I wouldn't worry too much about. Um, he has been known to, to sort of put up these really poor shooting games. Um, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't make any sort of drastic moves with him yet. Um, I would wait. He is sort of getting used to a, um, and sort of playing with a new team and, and what his fit's going to be. Um, so yeah, look, I, I would give it uh, another few games before just making any hasty moves with him. And the off-season narrative was how were the minutes with Cantar and Giles going to shake out? Uh, clearly, Cantar, as we said on this show. The winner, 25 points as opposed to Harry Giles III's four minutes. Uh, Cantor, 14 points, eight rebounds, seven from seven from the floor. Harry Giles, uh, uh, four minutes, three points, two rebounds, and a block. Uh, That's pretty much going to be how it's going to shake out unless there's an injury, don't you think, Kingy? Uh, I think so. I mean, Giles was really good in the preseason, at least in a couple of the games there. Um, and so I think people were sort of thinking that that perhaps he would be ahead of Cantor in the rotation, but that's obviously not the case. Um, and, and look, I mean, Cantor's, Cantor's minutes here at 26 were, were up um, with Nurkic only playing 22 due to the blowout. So, yeah, look, Candor is not going to be playing um, 26 minutes a night. I think it's going to be sort of down in the teens. Um, so I wouldn't get I wouldn't get used to, to this from Candor. I wouldn't be going out and getting him anywhere. Uh, let's have a quick run through for some other scores for the Trailblazers. Dame, he played 33 minutes, nine points, four rebounds, seven assists, one steal, one block shot, four from 12 from the floor and one from seven from deep. Things will get better for Damian Lillard, trust me. CJ McCollum, 34 minutes, 23 points, four rebounds, three assists and a block, seven from 19 from the floor and three from eight from deep as well. And then Carmelo Anthony, let's have a quick squiz at him because I've had a fair few people ask me about him of late. 24 minutes, 15 points, four rebounds and a steal. Uh, Five from 12 from the floor and shot five from six from the foul line. Let's have a look at the very last game that, as we record this, has only just finished not long ago. Uh, the Phoenix Suns 106 getting over the Mavericks and would make Mark Cuban a little upset. 102. Let's start off with Dallas and the man of the moment, Luka Doncic. 35, almost 36 minutes, 32 points, eight rebounds, five assists, 11 from 26 from the floor, missed all six attempts uh, from deep and got 10 from 12 from the foul line. Let's talk about Luca. Uh, did you take him number one overall anywhere? No, I didn't. Um, did I even? I don't even. I think I was no, maybe number one in one league and I took Harden. Uh, so I don't have Doncic anywhere. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, this is this is what you're going to get from him. Um, he's going to be doing a lot of the heavy lifting on offense with no Porzingis. Um, and that was pretty obvious here. He took 26 shot attempts and next closest was um, a couple of players who took 11. So, um, yeah, look, he, his field goal percentage is probably going to be a bit of an issue until Porzingis is back. Um, he doesn't get a lot of defensive stats, which, which sort of brings him down in, in terms of value for me. Um, but the free throws were really good. If he can shoot over 80% on, on his volume every night, that certainly boosts him up. So, um, no, look, I'd be I'd be sort of fairly happy with this if, if I had him on my team. And not much else to talk about when it comes to uh, Dallas. They were all pretty average. So we'll move over to the Phoenix side of things. And Devin Booker, 34 minutes, 22 points, five rebounds, three assists, Two steals, shot eight from 15 from the floor, uh, two from six from deep and four from six from the foul line. Devin Booker, did you take him in the first, the second? Which way would you have lent? Um, I got him, I I have him in one league and I think I got him in the second round, middle of the second round. Um, That's sort of where where I would have him around that sort of 15 to 18 range. Uh, I know he was going in the first round in, in in a few drafts, but that's a little bit high for me. Um, and but this is good. This this kind of performance is good. Scoring probably down a little bit from what it will be the rest of the season. But the two steals are really nice. Um, the assists were down a little bit there, but but they'll sort of be better on on most nights. Um, so no, this this is about right for him, I think. Um, yeah, the turnovers were an issue. He had eight of them, which. That's not good, uh, but but he won't be turning the ball over that much most nights. So no, this is this is fine. One of Mister Jolly's favourite ride or dies for this year, McCall Bridges, uh, thir- almost thirty six minutes, eighteen point seven rebounds, two blocks, five from eleven from the field, four from seven from deep, and four from four from the foul line. Bit of a MacGyver type guy. Uh, are you pretty happy with that one? Yeah, this this is this is good. I think the um, the defense is there. We know what he does on that end of the floor. The the biggest takeaway is the offense. So um, he he uh, he was second to to Devin Booker in shot attempts there. So he's obviously got some more confidence on the offensive end, and and that was pretty evident uh, during his time in the bubble as well. He was taking more shots. CP3 wanted to go to Phoenix. He got his wish, 27 minutes, 8 points, 4 rebounds, 5 assists, 2 steals, 3 from 9 from the floor, missed his only 2 from deep. Better days ahead for Chris Paul, still getting used to everything that he's doing. DeAndre Ayton played 24 minutes. He got 13 points, 8 rebounds. Uh, Sorry, he got uh, 13. Yeah, is that right? Yeah. That's right. Um, Yeah. I'm, uh, it's just uh, crashed over on me and it's uh, not giving me the right box score. So, uh, sorry. So, 13 points, eight rebounds, one assist, one steal, two blocks. He shot 56% from the floor. He also shot only three from six uh, from the foul line. Got into some foul trouble early. So, that's probably why. Uh, his time and everything else a little bit down. And also he then wound back some of that aggression after getting in, in foul trouble early. Uh, and Jay Crowder, he's the last one we're going to have a chat about. Almost 26 minutes, four points, nine rebounds, 
four assists, shot one from six from the floor and one from five from deep, one from two from the foul line. If you picked him up thinking he was going to be, uh, you know, what he did in Miami, uh, I'd be a bit concerned from that. Support for uh, the box score breakdown is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Big news, Manscaped just released their new cologne scent to help you feel good and smell good all over and at all times. Who knew smelling this good could feel this good? Yeah. I know, mouthful to say, but I got there uh, with the same signature scent that's in all Manscaped's formula. This cologne is a perfect complement to the collection. Light, approachable, gentlemanly in all of the right ways. Think of it as your wingman for the nights to keep you fresh and ready for anything. This beautifully designed glass bottle makes a statement that the manly scent is attractive to set the mood. Also, to be sure to check out the Perfect Package 3.0 with all the essentials for your below-the-waist grooming needs, including the Lawnmower 3.0 trimmer and crop formulations. Yes, I'm talking about the ball deodorant and toner to keep your testes besties. And now you can use the Manscaped Refined Cologne to complete your set and smell great anywhere at any time. It's time to feel sexy. Get 20% off and free shipping with Code HoopBall20 at manscaped.com. Your balls and your body will thank you. Get 20% off free shipping with the code HoopBall20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off free shipping, manscaped.com. Use the code HoopBall20. Look good, smell good, feel good with Manscaped. Mate, we have taken up way too much of everyone's time. Hopefully, they're listening to us on that long drive to see family staying safe. Before we get out of here, though, Uh, No games tomorrow. There is only six games Christmas Day. Mr. J and I will break those ones down. Anyone you would be streaming on Christmas Day? Oh, look, I think I'm just looking at the games now. I haven't really looked that far ahead, but probably um, if if, if it's a Zubats is available, um, I think the... He, he looks like he's going to have a good role for the Clippers um, with Montrez Harrell gone. So he could be worth uh, picking up there. Um, for the for the Mavericks, uh, possibly Dorian Finney-Smith. I think he was okay today from memory um, from what I saw. So he had 11 points, eight rebounds, uh, three assists, two steals today. So uh, with no Porzingis there, Finney-Smith is sort of uh, one of those sort of gluey type of guys as well. So, um, yeah, maybe maybe give him a look. All right, mate. Well, thanks for joining us. Where can everyone uh, find you on Twitter? Uh, so I'm on Twitter at AdamKing91 um, and pretty busy in the Discord. So if, if you do sign up for the, the Fantasy Pass or any of our packages, um, I'm in the Discord channel um, fairly regularly and I'll be on the um, premium live show doing the doing the waiver wires for the week uh, on Sunday nights as well. So um, I'll be around. You'll be able to find me. Um, if you if you search anything hoopball, I'm sure my name will be in there somewhere. Fantastic, and you'll be uh, joining us hopefully regularly as we can. So uh, thanks for joining us and breaking down this mammoth slate of games, King. Yeah. We'll uh, catch up with you soon. It was probably it could be the longest podcast of the year, could it? It'd be close. It, well, well, I'd be surprised if we can match it. Depends on if my ball gag can get into Mr. J's mouth fast enough or not. Uh, speaking of speaking of which. 
He'll be back with me to break down those Christmas Day games. You can find him on Twitter at Mr. Jolly of Sydney. You can find me on Twitter at uh, the Harlander 23. Shout out, say hello, jump on, don't be afraid. Ask my advice if you want. I'll try not to do any fishing too much unless I want to uh, get Mr. Jolly's attention. No games tomorrow, so no pod. But we will be back Christmas Day. We'll catch you then. Thanks for joining us. Uh, it is the Box Score Breakdown. Thanks to Hoopball. Catch you guys. This has been a Hoopball presentation. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.